Howdy, boys and girls. Welcome back. Uh, it is week six of the college football season, such as it is of the uh, 2020. Uh, week six, therefore, of the Carla and Crappy show. I am Crappy. I'm in Pittsburgh. I'm wearing Cleveland stuff. I might explain that later. Uh, Carla, it's in Nashville. I am. She's, she's the one from Western Pennsylvania. She's not wearing Steelers stuff, um, <laughs> but she had the Gerald Tile last year because they don't. I, they were supposed to play there and they didn't. And I don't know why we're talking about the NFL all of a sudden. Yeah. And now we're hi. playing and now, hi. And yeah. And now the Steelers Titans are at the end of the end of this month, October. Yes. So, yes. Um, so we, so we will get the game in hopefully. Um, and I still will get to wear my Steelers Jersey around Nashville, which makes the locals really, really annoyed and makes me really happy. So, um, <laughs> so there's that. That's sort of why I wear the, the Browns Jersey around here. Sort of the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Same thing. <laughs> Sort of the same thing. Um, the, we, the, there is a uh, there is a, a, a ton of stuff uh, coming up this weekend. Um, some uh, again more uh, big ranked on ranked games. Some interesting stuff. Um, and, and then we're gonna do. It, I mean, it's it is kind of the a, a staple of uh, college football podcasting. Um, but when we do this, apparently like once a year, I think um, contender <laughs> or pretender. Um, but before we in get other, to the, yeah. in other in other words, known as the pop quiz, which is really my pop quiz because I have no well, idea what you're going to ask me. Like I have like that's that's something like I don't know what team you're going to throw at me. We're gonna and, there there are there are a couple curveballs that we'll take care of before we get into our games. But I, I think you can you can look at the games that we're going to pick and you and you know which ones we're we're talking about. Yeah, um, I've got I've got I, a hunch. Yeah, I think so. I think it's so. like midterm. It's it's appropriate. It's midterm week for me at school. So this <laughs> is this is the Carlin Crappy Show midterm. Okay. Okay, um, I will. Uh, I, I will go easy on your grades. I promise. Okay, um, thank you. Be before we, we look ahead, uh, as we do, uh, we can uh, we can look back to, to the football from last weekend. Uh, anything? Any any one thing just uh, to, to stick out for you from last weekend? As much as I would love to dwell on the fact that the Big Twelve is continuously imploding, um, and I could talk about that for hours. You know this. Um, and I, I and I will give you a chance. I will give uh, you a chance here in a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> that I love the fact that the Big 12 is imploding. Um, I must immediately issue, I think, some sort of apology to to the fans of Mississippi State who are now firmly under the grips of the transitive property of the Stanford postulate. If you don't know what that means, go back and listen to last week's show. Um, because based on what happened um, with uh, Arkansas getting its first win um, – in the SEC in almost three years. Their last one was on October 28th, 2017. I went and looked. Um, yeah, Arkansas beats Mississippi State. And uh, that was not – Mississippi State did the exact opposite of what we expected. It's true. Um, the po and, and the postulate has transferred. And, and, here's, and, and here's the worst part of it. If you go look at the look at the stats for this game, I went and looked. It's insane. Mississippi State had 125 more yards of of total offense. They led time of possession by 13 minutes and had fewer penalties. And they still lost the football game. The difference there was they had four turnovers and they had two turnovers on downs within the red zone. That was the difference in the game. But if you look at everything else statistically. Mississippi State should have won that football game, and I'm mm -hmm. sorry that means the postulate has transferred. Well, and, and now, so uh, will this transfer back to Stanford when the Pac-12 starts playing? I don't know. Are there now two postulates? I can't think this hard. It's midterm week. <laughs> I don't. Do I mean, we, do we have the Stanford postulate and the transitive property of the Stanford postulate? I don't know. 
the tr um okay this is gonna this is gonna require some thought that i can't do uh, the sky is blue i don't <laughs> <laughs> um i have i have a i, I had several uh, uh just one things about last weekend and and, mm -hmm. and actually we're gonna talk about my big ones as we uh, as we go into the show a little bit um so i'm just gonna say how stoked i was that the the browns and the cowboys played that ridiculous game on sunday <laughs> and the browns won um and got OBJ involved in the offense, and it was man, that was fun. Um, so I'm 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 happy with the NFL for the first time in in, in a couple of years at least. Um, so I, there's I will I have stuff from last weekend. I really do. I promise, and we'll get to it. But uh, for right now, go Browns. Um, I'm going to enjoy this while I still can. Um, we've done this in different ways in the past, and and we're going to. This year, um, we have I have questions about teams that are involved in the games that we're picking. Um, but I wanted to. This is here's here's the pop quiz portion of of, of uh, oh, Carla's of Carla's midterm. Um, <laughs> there there are three teams that I, I or sort of three things that I wanted to ask about um, before we get to the actual the games that we're going to be discussing. Uh, and these are all again contender or pretender. Um, Carly, if you remember back a, a, a few years ago, more, more than a few years ago now, when Tiger Woods was the unquestioned uh, best golfer on the planet, um, you could actually place bets on Tiger versus the field right? in, in, a, in a golf tournament. Uh, this is sort of the opposite of that. And this is my first um, contender or pretender question. Carly, you get the entirety of the Big 12. Contender or pretender? <laughs> Um, where we stand right now, it, 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 contender or pretender, as in playoff contention? Yeah, ultimately, yes. That's that's what we're that's what we're talking about. Okay. Um, based on what I saw last weekend, pretender. Yeah. Um, I I, I don't see a Big Twelve team that's going to be able to to jump up to be able to compete. We've talked about this a long time. You got to play defense to put to mm -hmm. compete in the playoff. Big Twelve has had multiple opportunities in the playoff to prove themselves and haven't been able to do it because of the way that that entire conference just does not play defense. Mm -hmm. um, and I, it, the outlier to that might be Iowa state. I was pretty impressed okay. by the way they play defense. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I think they, they would, they might, but I mean, they've got a bad loss, bad loss. I mean, they lost, they lost to Tulsa, right. And Tulsa right. ended up not being a bad loss because they, they just beat UCF. Mm -hmm. uh, um so maybe Iowa State, but no, no. I think I think the entire conference is is pretender at this point. Okay, um, and and it's it's worth noting. Uh, I think there's just one uh, Oklahoma State, right? This is the only unbeaten team left in the conference. Right, and um, they definitely they, don't play defense. They, yeah, no defense there. Um, look underwhelming. Um, and they and granted they've had uh, uh, issues with injuries at quarterbacks, um, but it's, I, yeah, I I just don't I don't see. I don't think Oklahoma State, you know, there, there are too many games you could lose through there. They could lose to Texas very easily. They could lose to Oklahoma very easily. Yep. Um, hell, they could lose to K-State. They could lose yeah. to Iowa State. <laughs> I mean, when K-State decides it wants to play, they can play. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, TCU. TCU could, could yep. do that too. But uh, that conference um, has just cannibalized itself in the, in the, in the space of, 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 a, of a month. Yeah. Um, to the to the degree that I just I don't see anybody with any realistic chance of advancing out of there. So no. 
they've, they've done what we said the Pac-12 did for years, right? Yeah. We've always said the Pac-12 yeah. cannibalized itself. I don't know if we've seen it to this level before. Um, and it's the Big 12, not the Pac-12. Um, right. Right. So that's just kind of an interesting thing. It, it so, you know, one of the one of the biggest games of, of this weekend that didn't make our list mm-hmm. is the Red River rivalry. Yeah. I, yes. And we're not we're not talking about the the Wed River rivalry. The Wed River rivalry. I had to bring it up because it's not the Elmer Fudd Memorial unless we bring it up. So right. so so I brought it up. But like that's the extent that I want to talk about it. Like pretty much. It's unless what if what if what if the Red River rivalry is sponsored by Red Robin. <laughs> Because I, I wouldn't be able to come close to pronouncing that whole thing. No. Well, and it's just funny that the the Red River rivalry is being played at a a, a since been canceled state fair. Yes. Yes. Um, well, we all did big text. The, the, the fairgrounds is lonely. Uh, but he. Twenty twenty. We have no idea. Yeah. yeah he will have. He will have something at least going on there this weekend. Uh, next question. This one, and this one's kind of legit. Um, and and okay. we actually, when we were, our, our little uh, text thread that we have on Saturdays on and off. Which um, we probably should do on Twitter so other people can get involved with it. But, <laughs> yeah, really but it's fun. <laughs> should really probably do that. Um, it's, it's, it's easy to look at these guys and think that they haven't played anybody. But, man, they have handled everyone they have played. I'm talking about Brigham Young. Um, and, and I know, I, you know, last week I was talking about is, you know, is UCF the best uh, group of five team in the country is Cincinnati. I know BYU is independent, so it's not a group of five, but it's not, it's not power five either. So, you know, I don't know where they, they fall into that argument, but Brigham Young, contender or pretender? That's, that's a tough question. Yeah. Um, we, t- I mean, we talked about that the very first game of the season when we said if BYU wins this game against Navy, and they run the table or they in the conversation because they have to play the schedule that was, that was available to them. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And so this year, that's a really tough conversation. Um, I think had the PAC 12 and the big 10 decided to continue to sit the season out or sit the fallout and come mm-hmm. back in the spring instead, I think BYU could potentially be a contender mm-hmm. just because of the fewer number of teams that would be available to pull from. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that we're going to get, Big 12 or Big 10 and Pac 12 back into the mix. I think they'll probably be an outlier and not make it into the playoff, but I would love to see them get a legitimate bowl game. Um, I would, I would really love to see this BYU team play somebody. Um, uh-huh. And it's just a shame that, that they, they aren't able to with the season. So I'm going to say fringe contender. Uh, okay. Okay. That's fair. I, I just, I mean, they, they, they look good. Yeah, they do. Um, you know, in, in the, the, the first week, uh, Navy obviously was not prepared, um, so you weren't really sure how to how to how to to gauge that. Um, but since then, they've been playing solid, um, a group of five teams, and thumping them. Yeah. Um, so I, and 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 as we talked about early, uh, you know they, they've got Army, but if you look at the schedule, they got nothing. I, I, it would be difficult. It would be. I would think they have a better chance of of getting through the season undefeated than they do coming up with a loss. Yeah, um, I agree. But you know, maybe they. Uh, this is a UCF situation where you, the schedule just doesn't quite uh, work out enough in their favor that um, they they would get a look. But they feel like a legit team to me. Um, I mean, I would I would say contender ish, um, with a twenty twenty asterisk. Um, the last one, just for fun, before okay. we get to our games, Coastal Carolina. 
<laughs> I, th- I thought the last one was either going to be Coastal Carolina or Louisiana. I didn't know okay. which one you're going to go after. Um, I want Coastal Carolina to be a contender. I, I-, I would love that in the-, in the best possible way. I-, I-, I think that team is a lot of fun. Th- and they've handled everybody that they've mm-hmm. played, mm-hmm. Um, you know, including Kansas. Yeah. Um, I mean, so- you've got a, you've got a, a, a- a Big 12 win, you got a, a Power 5 win on your on your resume right there. That's, Which is more than BYU has uh-huh. at this point. Uh-huh. Um, now, true, it's Kansas. Does that count? Um, I say under my breath. But, um, but no, Coastal Carolina is not a contender for anything serious. But, man, I would love to see them run the table and make things interesting. Why the heck mm. not? It's 2020. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, that's, that's probably the best thing. It's 2020. Uh, actual games that we're actually picking and actually – uh, continuing this contender pretender discussion, uh, we start at noon on Saturday. Um, the uh, the Red River rivalry is big nude, so uh, you know, the, come back next year when the game means something, guys, and we'll we'll talk about it then. Uh, number four, Florida at number twenty one, Texas A and M. Uh, the Gators are favored on the road by six and a half points. The Kyles, Kyle Trask, Kyle Pitts at Kyle Field. Um, <laughs> Carlo, you can you can take this whatever whatever order you want. Um, obviously, we're picking the game as we do, but Florida, contender or pretender? Um, well, let me make one quick comment about Big Nude um, yeah. because that will be Gus on the call yes. at the State Fair. So if 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 you want entertainment value, at least watch a couple of minutes of that game oh, because sure. Gus on the call in that game is is incredible. So. I would not. I would. I will stipulate this right now. I, I don't turn off. Pack twelve games that you think would be that you're interested in watching because they're all they're going to be fun. Oh yeah, big twelve they, games they, are always they fun. are going to be fun. Um, they're just not going to mean anything in the in the, the broad context of the season. Absolutely, so, yeah. agreed. Okay, so back to the game at hand. Sorry, I just needed mm. to get I need no, to get my right, Gus right. reference out. That's the best. That's the best Gus call of the year. Is the Red River rivalry <laughs> is is Gus on Red River is like the best call of the year. Okay, um, so back to Florida and Texas A and M. Um, so yeah, Florida was was interesting last week. I had to go back and look at some drive charts to kind of see um, whether or not because if you look at the score of that game, they played South Carolina and they won the game, um, but the score looked a lot closer than what what I think we probably would have expected for that game. And so I went back and dug in to see like what exactly happened because I didn't watch much, if any, of that game. I, I don't know. I was flipping through a lot on Saturday and I don't remember catching a lot of that game. Mm-hmm. Um, so Florida let, let South Carolina back into that game um, late. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, 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 and Florida right now has the number two scoring offense in, in the SEC. Right. Um, and they're just barely behind Alabama. Mm-hmm. Um, they had five total drives in the first half. Four of them ended in scores. Mm-hmm. Three of them were touchdowns. One was a field goal and they had one turnover. Um, and, and so they're, they're going up against an Aggies defense that has been giving up 400 yards per game. Ugh. Average. Um, but that being said, this is interesting. Um, Texas A&M has been tougher against the run, mm-hmm. about 100-ish yards per game. Um, and the Gators have been given up about 470 yards per game, and they've played Ole Miss in South Carolina. Yeah. So, I, I, I don't know. I think, I think what's going to happen here is whether or not – I mean, it's going to fall on the, on the arm of Kyle Trask. Really. Um, I mean, Damian Pierce has had an impact, but he's probably not going to be much of a factor against us, a really good run defense from the Aggies. Um, it's going to rely on the arm of Kyle Trask and whether or not he can keep that offense going. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, I think Florida wins this game. I also think Florida is still a contender. I am less 
on the Florida's going to win the SEC East as strongly as I felt prior to watching, and we'll talk about them in a minute, prior to watching the George Auburn game last weekend. <laughs> I, I was pretty I was pretty confident that I was like, okay, I think I like Florida out of the East, and, and I had them in my final four. Um, and I felt pretty confident about them. And now I'm a little bit, I'm, I'm a little less confident in the fact that Florida is going to like easily take the SEC East at this point um, mm-hmm. because of what I saw out of Georgia last week. But I'm going to say Florida is still a contender unless they do something really dumb this weekend at Kyle Field. Okay. Okay. Um, uh, first off, the game. Um, I, I do see a win for Florida. Uh, you know, if you, uh, and, and you mentioned this, they, they are, uh, so far in a very young season, a statistical copy of Alabama uh, and Alabama's yeah. offense. Um, Absolutely. Uh, I, so I, I, and I don't think uh, just looking at what, what Texas A&M has done so far, um, you know, the struggles against Vanderbilt uh, and just sort of hung with Alabama for the, the, you know, first third of the game. And that, but it, it was never, never really that close. Um, right. So I win for Florida. Uh, in this game. My, my question about Florida, and, and I had the same thought that you did, is I, cause I, I picked Florida as, uh, as in my final four, um, is, is defense. Yeah. Uh, it's not just the, you know, the late effort, uh, the, 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 uh, the, the late, um, uh, we gave up points against uh, South Carolina um, for a total of 24. That's not bad. Uh, 35 points to Old Miss the week before. Again, not, yeah, not bad. Um, but what do you do when you're playing against the, the, the conference's elite? Um, I could see, and you look at their schedule, and I'm looking at Kentucky, uh, which runs and runs and runs and runs and runs the ball and runs the ball and does that well. Um, okay, is that, you know, that's it's late in the season. Maybe the defense improves by then. But, boy, that game could pose a problem. Uh, and then, of course, there's the cocktail party, which is a month from now. Um, with with the with this other this other team in the SEC East that might be pretty good, yeah. um, I, I mean, I picked Florida uh, for my Final Four. If I knew, well, I'm getting ahead of myself. I, I mean, still a contender, and, and you know they they could win those games, um, and, and certainly you know a, a win against Georgia in the cocktail party, and you are in the driver's seat uh, in the in the SEC East, um, and and we both thought there's an excellent chance that. You know the, the the both teams in the SEC title game would can make the the playoff, um, right. and, I, and I still think that's a possibility. Although that becomes a little more complicated now that everybody's back in, right? Uh, at some point or another, but I will, uh, with some reservations, uh, I would I would say Florida is uh, is still a contender. Um, the other side of that coin, however, we will see at three thirty on Saturday. Uh, when Tennessee, number 14 Tennessee, visits number three Georgia. Georgia's favored by 12. Uh, we have the game, and then we have the question. Is Georgia a contender or pretender? Go ahead. So, so game first. Um, yeah. Okay, I'm impressed, Stetson Bennett. I, after watching that game on Saturday night yeah. um, and, and actually turning that game off, because Georgia had that so under control, we actually mm-hmm. flipped over it. We, we, we shut that game off at halftime and flipped over to Mississippi State, Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Um, that's how much in control Georgia was of that game. And, yeah. and we both thought that Auburn was going to be, you know, right in it, if not winning that uh-huh. game. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Georgia offense definitely looked playoff worthy um, against Auburn. But, but most importantly in that game, um, the Georgia defense, dude. Lights out. Ooh. 
Like, unbelievable. Like, they they dominate the trenches on both sides of the ball. Mm -hmm. Like, both of their lines are just unbelievably good. Um, To the extent that, like, they're still only allowing 58 yards per game rushing. They are the number one total defense in the conference and then the number four total defense in the country Mm -hmm. right now. Mm -hmm. Georgia's defense makes them a contender. Mm-hmm. Even if they're still having offensive, even if we still think they're having offensive troubles, and based on what I saw last week, I don't think that's the case anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel I feel like Georgia, like Georgia's a contender because of the strength of their lines and their defense. Um, versus in in this game, yeah, I mean, I get it. UT fans are really really excited right now. They're two and zero and they're nationally ranked, and it's been quite a while since they've had that kind of stature. It and yeah, be. I get I get be. the excitement. Jarrett uh, yeah. Guantan. Guantanamo has been pretty solid, but okay, let's be real. The UT defense hasn't faced a defense like this yet. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, their opponents have been Mizzou and, and South Carolina. Um, the UT defense has been okay, but they've been giving up more than 360 yards per game mm-hmm. against an offense that really kind of started clicking last weekend. I don't think this bodes well for my friends over on Rocky Top, which doesn't really break my heart. If you if you know me well, I I, I, I teach at Middle Tennessee, and there's no love lost for our friends over in Knoxville. Um, I, I, I Georgia wins this game, and and yeah. I, I get to revel in the fact that um, Rocky Toppers are, are are crying into their beers again. Sorry, there's really no love lost. <laughs> okay, you tears are not, uh, not much sympathy there. Not that's no, okay. not none at all. I I, Jordan, I I would like to see Tennessee make this a game because this could be this was at one point a really really great rivalry, sure. and I would love to have that rivalry back just because I like rivalry games. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, I I think Georgia wins this but game, and wins yeah, it pretty convincingly. No. Yeah, no. Uh, Tennessee wants to run a balanced offense. Um, maybe you know as much as anybody in the conference does. Yeah. Uh, and and statistically, they are they are uh, they're right there, but they are run heavy. Um, and as Carla, as you mentioned, George is giving up just 58 yards on the ground per game so far this year, and that is nuts. And it's not that's it, it, it's more than just uh, stats. That's uh, that they they meet the eye test in every single way uh, possible. Um, uh, so uh, yeah, Georgia. Georgia wins this game. Um, I think Georgia. This is a, 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 a perhaps an unpopular opinion. If you're, especially if you're a fan of uh, Jake from State Farm, last year, I think Georgia looks better than it did a year ago. Um, it did last week for sure. Yeah, I, 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 you know, they they still have the thing with with the 57 quarterbacks. Um, Stetson Bennett. I, he cannot be as tall as I am. I, he's he's listed at five eleven, and that's BS. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but he, he did a nice job with the offense. Um, I, I want to say it's a step above kind of game management, um, and that's probably good enough if, if Georgia's defense is going to continue to play the way it did uh, last weekend against Auburn. Um, so. I, and not only is Georgia a, a contender, um, if I knew uh, at the start of the season what I know now, especially after seeing that, you know, both of these, both Florida and Georgia play last weekend, um, I, I would have Georgia in my final four rather than Florida. Um, but again, you know, this is, this is not a, a, an argument that, that exists uh, in, 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 the, uh, in thin air. We will find out in a month. 
uh, right. which of those two teams is is the actual contender and which one is a pretender. Here, here's think, a bonus. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was to say, yes, that's a minute. Um, there are a couple of reads that he made. Like I get the height disadvantage, mm-hmm. but there are a couple of reads that he made on defense and, and a couple of elusive moves that he made that mm-hmm. really kind of, mm-hmm. when you watched him play, you're like, this kid sees the field. Yeah, he does. Um, remarkably well uh, uh for for being somebody with his stature um and and i saw him he he ducked out of a of a potential sack at one point and like rolled left and kind of threw their that's back when it and, helps to be five and a half feet tall also true yeah um <laughs> i know this i'm sorry i'm being well short okay I'm, I'm, i am short I'm, but but I'm, I'm much shorter than stetson bennett promise um but like just a couple of those things that you saw from him, you're like, okay, this 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 kid sees it, and even if he's not going to be like the, you know, top draft pick, um, mm-hmm. coming out of the SEC at quarterback, um, I think he can manage that Georgia offense, and and mm-hmm. like you said, be just even a little bit better than just a basic game manager. I think he's got he's got that metal that an SEC mm-hmm. quarterback really kind of needs. Uh, and uh, uh, they they scored twenty four. 26 yeah. or 27 24 I think it was points. 24 I think it was 24 to 6 was the final most most weeks that's going to be enough that's going to be enough with, with that defense yep um that that's that's going to be plenty so uh we will see uh in 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 one month we will see it a, a, a really cool really fun offense versus defense matchup uh in in the cocktail party so uh looking forward to that one bonus question from uh as we think about Georgia and Auburn um Bonix, contender or pretender I still think he has potential to be a really good quarterback. I, he didn't live up to it last but weekend. When? But when is I, yeah, the thing? But he's a sophomore. Like, we forget that about him. Like sure. We talked about him so much last year that he's, he's a sophomore. I, and he was up against a really, really, really good defense. Yes. I mean, I, and his I, line did not protect him at all. Oh, my gosh. Like, there were, there were more Georgia linemen in the backfield than there were running backs for Auburn. I, I, I mean, it was just – it was abysmal with how bad his line was. But – he didn't. Um, he didn't look all that good against Kentucky the week before. I just think his line's that bad. Yeah, I could like be. I mean, we talked about that. Like Auburn graduated a bunch off of that line. They've got a. They've got a new. I, I think you put. I think you put Bo Nix behind a line that can actually protect him. Mm. I think he's okay. a darn good SEC quarterback. Um, okay. I, I, I think the problem is right now is that that he's just not getting protection. He's having to roll out on every play. Like that's just. He's 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 running for his life on every play because he doesn't have any protection. It it could be that I'm I'm being too impatient, but I, I expected a a uh, noticeable improvement from last year to this, uh, and and um, have not seen it. So yeah, and I and I and 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 you, everything you said is correct. Um, uh, especially last weekend because he's he's playing what you know could could ultimately be the best defense in the country. Uh, so that's that's going to be tough for anybody, uh, especially with an um, inexperienced offensive line. So, okay, fine. I, I will, I will give Bo Mr. Nix. Nix. Give me Bo Nix and Georgia's line and let me see that offense. Like, oh, I would boy. love that. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, our third and final game and third and final uh, contender or pretender question uh, comes up at 7.30 on Saturday. Number seven, Miami at number one, Clemson. Clemson's favored by 14. That All that stuff is expecting. Uh, and we are not uh, – uh, trust me, we're, we're not asking whether or not Clemson is a contender or a pretender. They are, they are the known quantity in college football uh, this season. So, yeah, we're fine. Um, Miami, however, mm-hmm. 
uh, Derek King, um, a, a, a defense with uh, – well, I'm getting ahead of myself. Miami, contender or pretender? This is tough. Um, this one is. This one really is. Because I, I, yeah. I, mean, I, watched, I watched, I've watched parts of a couple games, most of the uh, game against Florida State. Um, and I know Florida State's uh, – that's, that's uh, a, a shadow of what that, that program used to be. Yeah. But, wow, Miami looks so good. Yeah. Yeah, Miami – and Miami, you know, that's actually the first note, note in here. My first note is, wow, an ACC game I can finally get excited about. How long <laughs> right? has it been since we've been right? excited about an ACC game? Um, so, first of all, an ACC game I can get excited about. And my second note is, Miami has looked really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and the last time that we saw them was beating up on FSU, putting up, you know, putting up 52 points in that game. Yep. Um, and yeah, you're right. Florida State's not is kind of a, is a shell of what it has mm-hmm. been. Um, I mean, heck, they were down what 21 to seven against Jacksonville State last weekend um, <laughs> had, in the first half back. before they yes. before they had to turn around and come back. Yeah, yeah. Um, but here's the, my caveat with this is the fact that the, this Clemson defense will by far be the best that, that Miami has seen. Mm-hmm. Um, they really, really haven't, they've, they've looked really great offensively. They forced some really great turnovers. They have not faced an offense or a defense like Clemson yet. Um, and so I, I, this game is the contender or pretender for them. Um, whether or not they can hang with this. Um, I mean, I, Clemson's still a good football team. They've, it, it, we kind of passed them off because maybe they haven't been quite as dominant as they have been in years past, but you know, they're, they're the number three rushing defense and number three passing defense in the ACC, which is still pretty darn good and better than Miami has seen all year. But maybe when we're talking about Clemson, we're used to talking about that Clemson defense. Yes. And maybe there's a little luster off of that because they're number three instead of number one. Um, you know, so, so maybe that's why we're all kind of like, eh, it's Clemson. Um, but the, the deal breaker for me right now for, for Miami and the reason why I think Clemson's going to win this football game comes down to Miami's rush defense. Um, the secondary has been better, much better than, than advertised. Um, that was one of the big knocks against Miami heading into the season was that their secondary was, was not proven. That's why we both picked Louisville to beat Miami um, early in the season. And the secondary proved its metal in that game. Um, but Miami's rush defense is in the bottom half of the conference. Um, and Clemson still has this guy by the name of Travis Etienne. I've heard of him in the in the backfield. Um, name, and is, name is familiar. A little bit, yeah. And and then then of course you have that guy by the name of Trevor Lawrence. Um, I the Miami rush defense is going to get its money's worth this weekend, mm-hmm. and it's it's really going to come down to whether or not Miami can really bottle up that run game and make Clemson be one dimensional. Mm-hmm. If they can do that, then I think Miami is right in this and could even potentially win this game. But I'm going to go with the proven entity, and say that Cle- and say that Clemson wins this game. But it's going to be the most entertaining ACC game that we have seen in quite some time. I, yeah. I, I definitely think this game is is going to be worth watching. I think it's going to be I think it's going to be close. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm just I'm going to go with with ATN against that that rush defense. I just I think that's an advantage Clemson, and I think they're I think they win that game. So is Miami a contender or pretender? They're on the verge of becoming a contender. <laughs> Like they're, they're right there. Um, yeah, yeah. They just need to tighten up some things on defense. And, and if they win this game against Clemson, then they're absolutely a contender. Yeah. Um, I, I agree. Cause then they're in the driver's seat for the ACC, you know, for the ACC for the most part until they have to play. Does Miami play Notre Dame? Are they on each other's schedule? I didn't look. 
Uh, I do not know. I will, I will take a look or you can take a look. While I can I'm, take a look while, while you're talking. Um, but yeah, I mean, that would be the only thing that would stand in Miami's way at that point mm-hmm. is if they have a game against Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise I think their ticket is punched. They win this game. This is kind of a, a super early potential de facto ACC title game. Like that's yeah. crazy, but, but that's kind of where we are. Um, so I'm going to say Miami, you're really close, but I'm going to, I'm still going to go Clemson. Really close. I, I, I don't, I, I, I mean, if you're if you're just if we're just talking about picking games, I mean, you really you have to pick Clemson in this game um, at home. Uh, the experience they have, uh, Etienne and Trevor Lawrence, and um, you know, even with the defense that that um, graduated, uh, that you know, the best guys that they had last year, um, Dabo was able just to you know plug plug more guys in, and and here we go. But the thing the the, the thing that is really intriguing, and and I, um, Miami's offense uh, is really impressive, uh, and 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 Derek King, uh, what he has brought there, um, you know, experience. Uh, he's just a, by himself is a tough guy to manage, um, yeah. Because he's got a great arm. He is so fast, so shifty. Uh, that's that's going to be that's going to be a challenge and maybe, you know, that's, that would be, you know, if Miami has an advantage in this game, maybe that's it. Um, because he presents, uh, he, and then the, the rest of the, the Miami offense presents some kind of unique challenges, uh, that, that Clemson hasn't seen yet this year. Um, and, and with a little an experience on, on Clemson's defense, that, that could be an issue. Um, uh, your, your point about, um, Miami's run defense is absolutely well taken. Uh, you know, Travis Etienne is, is probably the best running back in the country. I, 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 that's playing right now. Sure. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I yes. think that's true. Okay. That's a good, that's a, that's a good quali- uh, qualification to make. Um, but the defense has been uh, better than we expected. Miami's defense, that is. Um, they they certainly are it is they are fast they are talented not super experienced, um, and it's interesting it's 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 interesting to see you know if you're a college football fan that goes back to the '80s and, and early '90s um, that Miami defense this Miami defense has that same kind of attitude that yeah. those Miami defenses had. Um, so I, I don't know. Does, does attitude translate into wins? Maybe, maybe um, they, they're going to have to play out of their minds um, to, to slow down Clemson's uh, offense. They, Miami could win this game. Um, we've, we've talked about Clemsoning. I didn't, I didn't work up a, a, a Clemsoning index equation for this one. Um, it doesn't count because this is a game that gets a competitive game. Well, yeah, okay, that's true. That's true. Um, I would, I, I would, if if I if I did such things, I would I would think a little bit about uh, about taking Miami in the points. Um, Clemson yeah. favored by two touchdowns. I, I I think that would that's a that's a really tempting thing. Yeah. Um, again, Clemson should win this game. That is my pick, but. Uh, Miami's good enough to beat them. Yeah, they are. Um, and, and this will be a really fun, really entertaining game to watch, I think. Um, you can't really call Miami 
a contender uh, unless they win it. But maybe, you know, you know, Derek King's a senior. I don't, I don't know who they have a quarterback behind him, but maybe there's a little desperation. You know, we, we got to do this thing this year. Uh, for, yeah. If we're, if we're going to do it. Um, and that's the, that's the, the kind of motivation that, that could make a difference in a, in a, in a weird game like this. So mm-hmm. um, contender pretender I, to be determined, I guess I'm going to, I'm going to take the easy way out um, in, in just on paper. I, I think, I think contender. Absolutely. Um, but you know, you, you got to play, you got to play this game. Do they play Notre Dame? They do not play Notre Dame, but interestingly enough, they, they, they close their year against North Carolina, which depending on how North Carolina mm. finishes its season could be, okay. could be entertaining. Um, but that's really the only other test. I, the one thing I would say about Miami's defense is they have thrived on forcing opposing offenses to turn the ball over. Yes. Um, I mean, that's really what's gotten them going in all of these games yes. and whether or not they can rattle Trevor Lawrence enough into making a mistake. That's, that's, that's a difference here that I'm seeing because I mean, I mean, he's got the experience, right? If anybody's yes. not going to get rattled and in, in, in seeing a defense like that, it's Trevor Lawrence. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if, if somehow Miami can get in Trevor Lawrence's head and make him have a couple of bad decisions, yeah. then yeah, absolutely. Miami can steal this game okay. pretty easily. Okay. Um, but I think that's, their turnover, cha- the turnover chain is is a factor. Yes. For for a number of reasons, you know, it's the, it's the metal of the defense. It's the metal as in metal, not metal. Yes. Um, yes. You know, I mean, that defense is fired up. They they cause one turnover and then it's lights out from there on out the rest of the right. game. Right. Um, so force Trevor into a into a mistake early. That could be. That could be. Yeah. That could be. Uh, boys and girls, you can hear the Carlin Crappy Show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever uh, Google service is called these days, uh, and a variety of other podcasting hosts. Uh, you can watch us on YouTube and on the show's Facebook page. If you like us, please subscribe, rate, and review. If you don't, mind your own damn business. Uh, be sure to come back here next week to see exactly how wrong we were. One more thing I want to mention, uh, and it'll be fun to check on this one. And 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 the timing works because this game kicks at six o'clock, which is weird. Weird, yeah. Uh, we're not going to pick it because I don't think <laughs> picking this game is necessary. But Alabama visits Ole Miss, and my thought is, let's uh, let's put a wrestling ring at fifty yard line, and let Nick Saban and Lane Kiffin uh, just beat each other. <laughs> um, and, and my money's on Saban, by the way. Absolutely. He is, he is older, he's smaller, um, but he is a stone killer. And I, I think Saban wins that 10 times out of 10. What do you think? I've got, yes, Saban wins the wrestling match, but, but one stat from this game, the yeah. Ole Miss defense is giving up 600 yards per game. I'm not making Ooh. that up. 600 yards per game given up on defense. Roll, damn, tied. <laughs> <laughs> Lane, Lane, Lane forgot about that side of the ball, or he hasn't. hasn't... He was never good at it to begin with. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, do you have Do you have any Do you have any other final thoughts for us? Two really, two very, very short things. So Please. first of all, there's a game that we didn't mention that is another ranked on ranked game. It's mm-hmm. another ACC game. That's Virginia Tech at North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a this is a strength on strength matchup. The Hokies' offense is is averaging 319 yards per game rushing. The Tar Heels' okay. defense is giving up 54 yards per game rushing. So this is strength on strength. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, just because I like ripping on the Big 12, uh, the leader on the uh, on the on the offense there for for Virginia Tech, who's ranking up all those racking up all those yards, is Khalil Herbert transfer running back Khalil Herbert transfer from Kansas. So so proof okay. that so proof that um. 
that yeah, the Big Twelve even sends off its good running backs because they I, I don't because they just like to throw the ball all the time and it's boring. Um, last year, this game went six overtimes. Mm-hmm. So so and both these teams have had problems with scheduling and and COVID related stuff. And so like this could be a wildly entertaining game. It's on at noon on ABC. Um, keep your eye on that one. And the very last thing I want to mention is welcome to the party, Temple. Temple finally plays Temple. its first football game this weekend. Woo! In the American. Yes. They had their they they had their first the, their preseason or their early season slate was canceled due to um sure. out of conference stuff mm-hmm. and then they tried to get some stuff moved into September not successful. So mm-hmm. literally even though the rest of the American has played at least 3 games if not 4, Temple is playing its very first football game this weekend. And okay. it's against uh- Navy and they're and Temple's favored by 2. <laughs> Uh, number one, Navy's going to win that game. Uh, number two, what are they just going to like play into January? Is that, how is that, how are they going to do that? I have no idea. We have no idea. We, we didn't have no say idea. Because I mean, everyone else is going to be done. I think it's like play high school teams to finish the season. I think they'll still have their, I think they'll still have their, um, their conference games in. Um, yeah, okay. but yeah, they were, I mean, they, they tried to move this Navy game apparently into, into, into September, mm-hmm. but then Navy had it covid cases and so they had to reschedule and so they ended up yeah, yeah. Okay. so th- so so they ended up this is their first they're kicking off on october whatever october 10th is okay. going to be the start of their season okay um welcome welcome temple i don't i don't have any 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 one last things uh except you know the browns play the colts on sunday uh late game if you're interested uh and the next time you guys see me i will be 54 years old um my birthday. thank you very much uh that is all uh guys thank you very much for joining us as always we appreciate it we could not do this without you we, we could um but it would be it would be less fun uh and then uh carla thank you very much um for putting up with my my pop quiz <laughs> did i pass I, you, yes yes you yes. did very very well did did very very well uh grades will be out sometime before next week i don't know when um because same thing goes for my students your grades will be out eventually i promise quit quit bugging (laughs) me quit bugging me guys uh guys thank you very much enjoy the games come back next week and we will do this all over again cheers everybody cheers